0: Hello, welcome to the LMP Sound Event Forum Podcast. I did it twice? Yes, Paul's just gone damn because I've done it perfectly twice now in a row. Don't expect three times. <laughs> As always, you can tell it's a positivity podcast, this one, and my positivity co-host. Tell him all about yourself, Mr. Spicer. How are you? Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll leave it at that, shall we?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. He's busy as always. And again, back in the kitchen after being in the soundproof living room last week. Uh, we don't know whose kitchen it is yet. We haven't worked that out, but he's in the kitchen. I don't know hopefully, whose house this is. Hopefully he's got permission. No. <laughs> now, today we have a specialist in a white box. Now, there's a, there's a story behind that. Good afternoon, Carol Bailey. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm fantastic, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Great, thank you. No problem. It's really great to see you, Carol. So, let's start at the top, Carol. What do you do?
2: In normal times, I am a photographer, studio photographer and event photographer. So, I, um, I spend my evenings at balls and proms and celebrity dinners photographing people with superstars um and my day in the studio creating awesome headshots and family portraits that's
0: not to play tell people about the white box because that's what you're famed for locally isn't it
2: it is what i'm famous for yeah so the white box is a meter cubed white box that people get into pull some shapes pull some moves and sometimes we have to pull them out <laughs> it's easy to get in, but it's a little bit more tricky to get out. But it's brilliant, and then we take all the shots of people doing daft things in a box, and we pile them into one fabulous photo.
0: And they are spectacular, Paula. You've seen the moment you're there; they're brilliant.
1: I have. I've seen even before Carol and me ever met. I was seeing uh, her work uh, pretty much everywhere. Actually, it was quite funny. Everyone kept saying, "So I'd never met." until a couple of months ago but i've seen her work probably for the last couple of years cropping up in in different places so yeah especially the boxes
2: the latest one i've I've done is um i get the kids to make shapes in their football kit of their favorite team um so we spell out the words if you go on my facebook if you scroll around you'll find a wolves one but i'm desperate to do aston villa and west brom i've got Um, i've
0: got to ask carol he knows i've got to ask it has anybody asked for warsaw
2: no, but I, oh. have done, I have done a shoot with Warsaw. The, the only one I don't really want to do is Munchen Gladbach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to get onto my Brusian contacts now and see if they want one. No problem at all.
2: Because <laughs> I can't spell the bit at the end of Munchen Gladbach. It's got an even longer name, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> right now, Carol. Obviously, we are in unusual times. Now I know from chatting to you previously today that you have pivoted. Tell everybody what you're doing at the moment.
2: It's not so much pivoted, but just changed, changed the uh, area of focus really away from the event stuff. Pretty much focusing on commercial work um, as they part from the, uh, the white box, which is still going really well. So headshots and press release photos are the most common thing I'm doing at the moment. I think businesses have spent lockdown really refocusing on what direction they're going themselves. I'm doing quite a lot of rebranding shoots for people. So if they've got new logos, they need all their vans re-photographing for their websites. Uh, a lot of people have moved premises. Some have gone bigger. Some have gone smaller. Um, again, so they want to celebrate that with a bit of press release imagery, which pre- and press photography, I discovered when I started doing this, is actually quite a different thing to your regular commercial website photography. It's got to have real impact. It's got to be... Absolutely, you know, smacking the editor in the face so that your story gets picked. So I'm working with some really good PR companies doing their pictures for them.
0: Have you ever been pat, Paul? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't even answer that
0: one. <laughs> one day <four. laughs> I can. You can imagine it now, going up a red carpet with all this side equipment. They pap him and go, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> You never joking. see me anyway at
1: events. That's the thing. That's the whole point of our job is you You've never see us. You've been and gone, it, so. haven't
2: you? Yeah. You've been and gone by the time the event's. Yeah. We're normally
1: rolling the red carpet out, not the ones standing on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: That's true, isn't it? Well, that's the true. irony
2: is that when Paul and I first met, we discovered that we'd actually done a number of events, the same event. But because I rock up after he's left, we never met.
1: Yeah, we never met. My guys were on site, but we never made the connection until so that's quite funny.
2: You never know who you're talking to. No. Always, always be nice.
0: And I think that sums up the events industry: it is the camaraderie, is the fact that we just get on with things, knuckle down, and really do what we have to. We are obviously in sad times in the events industry, Carol, and we are looking for a way back. Are you ready to go back to events? Are you? Are you skeptical about going back to events? Where do you stand in regards the events industry at the moment and events?
2: I will do any events if I'm fairly sure that I can stay safe myself and and keep anybody that I work with safe. So, so long as I'm in a place where I can socially distance and people want to come, I will be there. For me, I work in a mask. I've done weddings in a mask all day. It's not difficult. People moan, but it's it's just part and parcel of your new job, you know. Um, Carrying a camera is heavy. Uh, Wearing a mask is Unpleasant, but you know what? That's just part of the job and what you do. So, you know, a welder has to wear a welding mask to protect him, and and that's how I look at it. You know, it's just a, something we have to incur uh, in order to survive and to do our job safely. Whether it'll happen, you know, whether the organizers will do it, <clears throat> that's another matter.
0: And Paul, that's the message we need to get across, isn't it? how What steps we're we prepared to take in this industry? You, you've got to adapt. We, we keep
1: talking about this all the time. You've got to adapt be able to do it and I know it's not pleasant. It's not, I mean, I, I don't know if Carol gets this, every time I have to wear a face mask and I'm on a job, my balloon glasses steam up. But you, you just get through it, you kind of get used to it, it's, you gotta do it. I think it's the people that are having a moan and groan are the ones that are not, you know, not going to adapt with it and then they're the ones saying, well, you know, we can't work. Well, there is, I know there's certain groups, and I'm not saying everyone can, there's certain groups that we know that can't work given the situations at the moment but there are. we have proved there are groups of people that can work within the limitations that you've been given. So why don't you?
0: I mean, one, one of the first things I did, Carol, when lockdown came is by a, a wireless microphone and a three-meter cable from other microphones as well. So, yeah, so, it, it, you know, if and I can tell that three meters will probably allow us to be socially distanced two meters. But it is, we'll do whatever it takes. And this is the key. This is what we've said all along on this podcast is what we say. So, so yeah, so it's just great to reiterate that.
2: I and mean, to, I, in, in, a, in many ways... Um, there's practically no time that I would need to be closer than two metres to anybody anyway because my lenses are designed to be further away than that. I did a newborn shoot actually for the lovely chef at Warsaw Football Club, his, his grandson. And that was challenging because normally I would put the baby and move it so that he's in, you know, nice position and, and creative and all that. And I had to instruct the parents to do that which they were actually supremely good at. Even, even things where you would think, you know, you can't do your job without, without touching something. There actually is a way of finding a way around. And I just had to become uh, very good. We used, I used um, photographs that I've used done before so they could copy. Where there's a will, there's a way. And um, it's, it's just about other people having confidence in me and my colleagues in the event industry that we will do what we say we'll do and we won't we won't go beyond the one metre at, you know, occasionally in the two metre by, by rule. It's, it's simple.
0: It is. No, that's, that, that's brilliant, that is, Carol. And thank you very much for, for, for telling us what you're doing to, to get around the situation. And of course, photography, you know, we've all seen your photographs. It's amazing. Paul, I just want to bring you in at this point, really. We've had a big week regarding the Arts Council grants, haven't we?
1: This time last week on the podcast, we mentioned that the first wave of people started to get the grants. We're now into the second wave. Um, there's been quite a lot announced. Again, posted on Tuesday in the forum, there's a news article stating a number of venues. There was 558 venues, I think, mentioned in that article. Uh, some of them are bigger venues. Some of them were actually now we're starting to see some events organisers that were successful. And we even saw some um, audio visual companies that were successful, but they, looking at the sort of stuff they do, it's on a massive scale and they were linked to things to do with opera, ballet, etc. So you could see that just, you know, other AV companies that didn't get it. It's, it was very geared to that cultural arts bit. Unfortunately, uh, as there's always, there's a lot of venues that did apply who have now found out they weren't successful on either rounds. And now there's been a number of campaigns starting to rise up in literally in the last 48 hours. I know London, number of well-known London venues that have been overlooked. And they're putting a campaign together saying, why will we be overlooked? We, we did all the forms, we did everything. So it's been good for some, but unfortunately, it doesn't mean that everyone's gonna get a part of the pot. There are more to be announced, I've been told, over the course of the next seven days. But I think you will find that will be more geared to some of the festival organizers they've announced uh, and probably even bigger venues rather than
0: some of the ones that have been announced over the last seven days. And, and, and the reason why I mentioned that, rather than bringing it in the news part into this, is that us three now, we need to be part of that. Even though we couldn't apply for the grant, we now need to be part of that. And these people that have received the grant need to involve their contractors, don't they? The people like us three.
2: Yeah, well, for example, um, my local theatre, the Prince of Wales, they got some a uh, uh, grant. Well, they put on dance shows, for example. I know the dance schools are putting in a lot of effort to get their performances up and running and practicing. So I'm hoping that things like dance dance shows will be something that can can go on. And then and I photograph them.
0: We don't want this pot, of the money in the pot, to be in the banks for twelve months, do we? We want to get out there doing what we can.
2: I, I, I
1: can't see how it will be. I, I've heard inklings and rumours of some venues that have got the money and they're technically still closed and are staying closed. It depends whether it's still viable. So um, if it means that they're gonna reopen in six months time and they can, I can't really complain about that, but they have some of the venues have come under criticism saying, well, you're not trying to put events on now. So why did you get that grant? Well, mainly because they've had a really bloody tough six months is why. And if they don't think it's gonna be viable for another six months, especially like if you look at with the, the local lockdowns that are happening, they're not going to be able to operate anyway over the next course of weeks, week. So I don't think anyone should be criticized for, for that in terms of other things you are just saying about the Prince of Wales. I know the Garrick got theirs, I believe. And ironically, we are hopefully fingers crossed. We'll be doing our first theater show on the 9th of November. That will be interesting. And I'll report back on that actually. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, if they, if, if they've got the grant and it's viable for them to, use it, get things moving, great. Hopefully it will help them tick along. But I think if they do keep it in the bank, you know, if they're not open, I don't blame them because it might mean that they are there in six months' time rather than, like, some venues we've already seen that have already gone, have gone, it's too late.
0: So so would you start planning your events for next year now with with this extra cash? And is that what you're saying, Paul? And and perhaps give your contractors... Because the the, the worry I've got is that if they don't start talking to the contractors, the likes of us, we could lose a little bit of heart and, and, and that. I think the
1: thing is a lot of them already have and not because of actually forward planning because of all the postponements. So if you look at a lot of the theaters, nearly all their diaries for 2021 is all the stuff that was supposed to happen this year. So I know a lot of the theater shows that we do all our dates have just been shelved into 2021. So in theory, they don't need to do as much forward planning. They've got the shows there. It's whether they're going to be allowed to do those shows. That is the issue. So the work is there, which means that, you know, contractors photographers suppliers etc can come back so i don't think they're gonna sit there and go oh we're not gonna plan anything because otherwise they are gonna get a bit stuck a lot of the venues that are up and running right now and doing stuff you can see that they are constantly planning stuff some of it is only month by month because that's the only way they can do it but they're doing it so i can't see how anyone would just go Thanks for the money. We'll get back to you in 2022 because they wouldn't have a business by 2022.
2: <laughs> None of them got that much money. At the end of the amounts, day, the lot... theatres tend to run at a loss if it's not for their sponsors. And uh, the sponsors presumably are cutting back as well. So, yeah, they, they've got to start putting stuff on in order to keep their sponsors on board even if it's one man shows i mean uh, i remember one one actor i think it was on like a Graham norton type chat show and he was saying that i will perform for free on my own doing a monologue type thing if if you'll put people in seats and he cuz he just wants to perform patrick stewart that was I, mean, I think most businesses have been doing stuff for for negligible or nothing mm-hmm. just in order to keep their creative Activity, you know, keep their mind busy um, and sort of not to lose heart. So, and
0: also, I mean, Trophy Driving events. We've had Beth on here. She did it just to keep a name out there, that, yeah, that, so people don't forget you. Yeah. You know, it's such a sad, sad situation because we all should be succeeding. Because there's some damn good people in this industry.
1: Yeah, it's a, it is that fine line, though, isn't it? That yes, you've definitely we've discussed this many times. Yes, you've got to be visible. Yes, you've got to be seen. But then it all falls down to the fact that is it viable? You know, we've we've got other members in this group who have tried to put something on, but they weren't getting the financial backing, or the tickets weren't selling. And I don't blame them; they pulled the events because why would you? Why would you try and put something on that's going to cost you thousands? Because this this is the way that the all the drive-in shows for Live Nation went. They they were relying on decent ticket sales, not just on say the site at Resorts World Birmingham, but all the sites around the country and simultaneously having 30 nights sell well. So let's say if Birmingham had sold well, but the others hadn't, they would still made a massive loss. And that's why they pulled the whole lot of them. That would have crippled them completely. They're in a bad state as it is, but that would cripple. So I, it's good to do stuff to be seen and get the message out there, but be realistic about it is all I'm saying. Just be, don't want people listening to this going, oh, I'm going to put an event on and it costs them thousands, and thousands of pounds to go. Oh, I'm in a worse position now than I was. Don't, don't do that.
0: Let's uh, end on a positive. Unfortunately, though, Paul, we're going to have to start with the NEC news first and the news roundup.
1: Uh, 450 jobs have gone from the NEC. Um, now, bearing in mind, that's not just the NEC, as people think. That's there, that is actually across five venues that they own. So that does include like, uh, stuff from Resorts World, the ICC, the Symphony Hall, uh, the NIA or whatever it's called now. I can't keep up. They keep changing the sponsors' names so quickly. But that that's 450 jobs gone. As far as we can tell, they did not get any grant funding. So they are not allowed to host anything. Yes, they've got the Nightingale coming back, but that doesn't mean it's going to help the NEC group as a whole. At Excel in London, I'm not sure whether they got a grant or not, but they've just launched a massive online studio in one of the halls. So they're hosting conferences and stuff on this, this massive studio they've built. So that's how they're adapting. I don't know whether the NEC have got plans to do that, but they're going to need to do something because, yeah, next six months with no proper exhibitions or shows, it's not looking good, is it? They've got to look at other revenues to make, save the NEC, because, again, they put out a thing this week saying we need help from the government. I
0: don't think they're going to get it. No, it's not. So, right, I said another positive. Come on, Paul, let's change it. it. Come on, come on. You've got one lined up, haven't you? No. Okay. (laughs) well, I'm going to do it then. Right, let's talk about it. Carol has very kindly come on with a a Christmas gig uh, idea that I've had and and has come on with with a possible venue. What we're planning to the whole forum is we're going to try and plan a Christmas gig in a venue. The audience will be online, but we're going to try and organise a Christmas gig at a venue. So uh, we're setting up a committee. If you do want to perform and we can do it, and we need to be careful at the moment because there's a lot going on with lockdowns. But if we can do it, please support the event. There will be a ticket price. It will be a Christmas gig. There'll be comedy and it won't be me and Paul for a change. We know we're the comedians of the the, the forum, but we won't be for this. There'll be uh, comedy, there'll be magicians, there'll be singers. Again, that won't be me and Paul. That's the positivity to finish on. Carol, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you this morning. Some of the things you do are amazing. If you do want to know what Carol does, just just, uh, type in Carol Bailey Photography in Facebook. Take a look at that page. However, a quick warning about that. If you do, you'll be there for hours because the work's amazing. So get a cup of tea, sit down and enjoy that page. As ever, Mr. Spicer, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers. Carol, it's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Joyful. Thank you. Cheers.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye.